Postcards from a Dying World, the podcast. For more than a decade, I've reviewed over 1,000 books that are mostly science fiction, horror, and bizarro. This feed will feature bonus audio I have produced over the years, as well as a monthly digest of reviews based on what I've read each month, plus the occasional bonus material about my own fiction. Thanks for listening. Ooh. Hello, beaming to you from four time zones. That's right, four time zones to your ear hole. I have four of the modern masters of horror fiction joining me tonight. We're going to really dive into one of our favorite subjects tonight, and we can't wait to really talk about it. You get a little bit of a clue going on there in the background here. I'm going to start uh, by going around and introducing everyone, and they can tell you who they are and uh, uh, why they should be on your radar. Josh Mellerman, why don't you start? Hi, uh, I'm Josh, and I'm um, Josh Mellerman. Um, I'm author of Bird Box and others. Um, but that's not really the reason we're here tonight. I'm from the Detroit area. As you can tell, what's behind me, the bad boys who look freaking awesome. We had Rodman before. We knew, I met Dennis Rodman before, like, like in his rookie year. I met him at a, at a restaurant and he was like a giant to me, you know? And so, so we, we knew Rodman before the rest of the world and that's the thing I'm proud of. All right. And below you on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, is Mr. Paul Tremblay. Paul, tell him who you are. Hey, uh, I'm Paul Tremblay. I've written A Head Full of Ghosts and a few other things. Um, I know, lifelong. I've lived in and around Boston my whole life. So, yeah, I'm an obnoxious Boston sports fan. Uh, I failed in my goal to be Larry Bird as a child. Uh, Hoosier. I, mean, I don't know. We Larry might have, like, similar nose. Similar, and actually, I, I've mimicked his shooting style. I'm not going to say I shoot as good as Larry Bird, but pretty close. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Fuck those bad boys. Those pistons <laughs> out of here. Yeah, right. We'll get back to that. Uh, Stephen. Yeah, I'm Stephen Graham Jones. I've, let's see, I've done The Only Good Indians and more books. The Only Good Indians has a lot of basketball in it. That's why I that talked about that one. I'm jealous. Um, I, and I met, I didn't meet Dennis Rodman once, but I did stand, I was in Vegas many years ago, start moving through a packed, packed casino. And the crowd spit me up, and I was face to face with Dennis Rodman leaning against the wall. And he was, you're right, Josh, he was big, tall dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, one of these things is not like the other. Everybody else has like a bunch of awards and best selling books. I'm doing my best, I'm working on it. However, my name is David Agronov. I'm the host of this podcast. So, hopefully, you'll know me. But I am the author of Goddamn Killing Machines and the Splatterpunk Award nominated Ring of Fire. Um, I am from Indiana, so I'm a huge Indiana college basketball fan. And right on uh, Josh's shoulder is one of my all-time favorite players, Isaiah Thomas, who is a Hoosier. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. He I'm was a really good executive for the Knicks, wasn't he? Sorry. Not very good. No, we don't talk about that. However, uh, after seven years of living in Portland, um, I, am a, I am a converted uh, lifelong now uh, Portland Trailblazer fan, thanks to one Brandon Roy, uh, who brought me into the fold. And uh, but we'll, we'll get a little bit more into our basketball story. So let's start there. How did you first fall in love with basketball, Josh Mellerman? I, uh, my dad played. Um, he played even for college. He got on the college team at Wayne State University here in Detroit, and he was crazy about him. He. He played and he's 78 and he was playing until about two years ago. Um, and he was nuts about it. And me and my two brothers became like instant fans with him. We had a year, a season, because my dad had season tickets where we went to all 41 home games of the Pistons. I think this was 89, the first year that they won it. So I was 14, all 41 games. And then the playoffs wow. as well. Yeah. So. From the word go, you know, but when I was first getting into it, this must have been, I was born in 75. So when I was around like 10, I, I didn't hate Magic and Bird. I freaking like love them. And I also loved both of them, which is a weird, I'm sure to Paul, that's a really strange concept. But to me <laughs> as an outsider, these two dudes, it was like watching like a comic book rivalry, you know, like Magneto and, and Professor X or something. It was like, and I don't know who's who, probably Bird would be Magneto, but, but it was like, it was, <laughs> there, was something, there was something 
so odd that we like we were all aware that we were watching one of the great rivalries of all time. So I'm a Pistons fan for sure, but I completely respected the hell out of those guys. And also Magic Johnson went to Michigan State, which is where I went. Bam. All right, Paul Tremblay, what's your basketball origin story? Jeez, you know, I can't remember. I mean, it was the, you know, the 80 Celtics, you know, 81 was their first title with Bird. Uh, you know, the first title I was aware of. I don't know, my, my family were big into watching sports every Sunday afternoon. We'd go to my grandparents' house and it was, you know, you know, Red Sox usually, but, you know, when the Celtics were good, you know, this area just went sort of crazy for the Celtics. Um, I wish I had season tickets. I mean, for us, it was, I think I got to see the Celtics at the old Boston Garden maybe like two or three times. And that, that place, <laughs> you know, there were tons of what they would call obstructed view seats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So like my first game was at obstructed view. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but the view was obstructed because the overhang cut off. It cut off just the scoreboard, which wasn't terrible. Like it didn't actually cut off a view of the court. Um, but there were seats like you could see a seat that was behind like a, a metal stanchion. It was just a, a crazy, a crazy old building. Um, weirdly, I mean, I do understand a little my my brother who's five years younger, uh, he, you know, just because he was a little brother, he had to do everything to, to make me angry. He decided his favorite team was the Lakers. Oh, so wow. we always, we always had <laughs> uh, Lakers Celtics fights, you know, him and his Lakers shirts, you know, as an adult though, um, I mean, I, I would say I never hated magic. I think magic's the best basketball player of all time. I, I put him ahead of Jordan. You know, you that's a whole I. other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But... No, 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 man. So do I. Sorry to interrupt you, but all right. <laughs> that is on. not another podcast. That is another yeah. moment in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, all right. Is it uh, okay? I'll move on to Stephen. We'll come back. Yeah. To, we'll get more okay. stories from you, Paul. Uh, Stephen. Now, um, uh, and by yeah. the way, Josh has a basketball book coming out, which puts pressure on Paul and I to write basketball books. Yeah, it sure does. Saying. So, Stephen, uh, there's a there's a small basketball, very small basketball scene in the Paul Barrows Club. So it, it definitely does uh, not uh, definitely does not qualify as a basketball book, but there is a small basketball scene. All right. So that puts pressure on me. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, how did uh, you get basket- into basketball? My basketball story, I guess it starts in seventh grade when um, we had tryouts to make the basketball team. I think only 15 of us could make it or something. And I went down and shot and shot. And um, then coach selected 15 people and said the rest of you, I'd go down to the other <laughs> end of the court. And I, I didn't get picked. I had to go down to the other end of the court. And um, I remember I was down there shooting, you know, trying to get better to get, get enough get good enough to get on the team and I was just I was just crying I couldn't help crying I was just crying and shooting and one of my friends came and said it's all right it's all right and it wasn't all right you know <laughs> that's, that's where it starts for me I guess um but then I got better in ninth grade I uh, started out on JV and then I got put put up to varsity when the JV season went over and um we went in the varsity team was going to district or regionals I forget how they all stack up um and I played all through high school I was on a I was actually on a team that went undefeated in one state but i got kicked oh. off the team about halfway through the season because oh, um, man. yeah coach coach said um he brought me into his office and he said we have a rule in this team that for every truancy you have to miss a game and so i did a little quick math and i figured i wouldn't be able to play for like three years <laughs> so i just quit and you know, <laughs> never went back <laughs> and um so i'd go to the air force academy i was living in colorado at the time and i'd play with the cadets and man that was some banging basketball that was you get beat up on playing with them big dudes um but as for watching ball, I never watched a single basketball game on television anyways, definitely not in real life. But um, I never watched a game until it was probably nine, 1995, the playoffs. I was teaching freshman comp and grading student papers. And my neighbor, our walls were so thin in my efficiency apartment that I had to tune my TV to whatever he was watching to so it, our sounds wouldn't like fight with each other. And he was watching basketball. And so I found the station and put it on his thing. And so basketball was on while I was grading and I kind of got into this whole Michael Jordan thing. And I, I've been watching ever since, I guess. No, that's awesome. Oh. I can't believe you didn't, you played, but didn't watch like. No, that, watch it. I, I'm still not a good basketball watcher. I still prefer highlights. It's, it's really torturous for me to actually sit through a game and watch like two and a half hours of my life away sitting there. You know, I'm not good well, at it. Not, hey, wow, well, is, my yeah. father, who was a political science professor, taught me to watch sports with a book in my lap. Yeah, and, yeah. And I do the I, same. Yeah, and if I if I didn't do that, I don't think I could watch sports. But yeah, yeah. I yeah. always watch with a book in my lap. In fact, I've read 
all three of your works like at one time <laughs> <Nice>. watching <laughs> trailblazer games so i know nice. that's that's the thing but uh, well, well, make- uh, i feel lazy because i literally just <laughs> watch the entire game I just sit there the <laughs> every second every no I, I yeah i, yeah. I don't worry i watch a lot too and i would say steven man i wish i was on the varsity team but i was also uh, like i'm six four two hundred now when i was a uh, senior in high school i was six foot one forty with a curved spine Wow. And so I, I got cut from the team. And then uh, right after high school, I had back surgery. After back surgery, I was 6'3". And then it took a year of recovery. I was 6'4". And that year, once I was fully recovered, I played in the summer league with all the varsity guys. And uh, it didn't last long because I hurt my ankle, of course. But like the first game with them, I scored 37. And they were like, hey, where was all, where did all this come from? And I was like, <laughs> nice. yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah, take that. <laughs> that was my well, one moment of glory on the court. But well, you're, you're tall and you're tall, you're tall and you got that high release so you can get your shot off, you know? That's yeah, nice. well, can, because I was always small and I had a decent release. But then mm-hmm. after surgery, it's like, oh, now I can shoot over people. Where was that, that in high school? This is also interesting real fast. I tried out, I got cut all four years. I tried out all four years of high school. I remember going in senior year and being like, what the fuck am I doing right now? I'm going, I'm going to do this again right now. Like no. by senior year, there was no question you didn't have a shot. Like the team's already set, everyone knows who plays and who doesn't. I'm like, I'm fucking trying out again. That's interesting to me that all three of us were, were cut or, or I guess Steven, you eventually made it, but that all three of us were at least cut at some point. That's interesting to me. I don't know what yeah. that means yet, but I like uh, uh, it. Awesome, I, awesome, I'm awesome, a Hooper awesome. oh. today, yeah. but I didn't, when I was in <laughs> high school, I was so punk rock that I didn't play sports, right? I quit play. I, I shot around with my dad and played sports when I was really young, but by high school, I was like way too punk rock, right? For basketball. And then when I got older, I, now I play basketball three times a week in my neighborhood. Wow. And, yeah. And uh, I like to think I'm a catch and shoot guy. Um, <laughs> but every once in a while I fool people and get take it to the rack, but mostly um uh in fact last night i got two game tying threes at a crucial point so i'd like to think my shooting form is good but everybody uh, else is 12 years old and uh <laughs> josh, exactly. i like to ima- josh i like to imagine you at tryouts as the cable guy uh <laughs> yeah as the cable guy basketball episode just doing the <laughs> yeah. sprints to warm up <laughs> sweatbands that'd be awesome now uh just real quickly and uh, uh, my basketball story is that um, I'm from Bloomington, Indiana. My dad was a professor at Indiana University. And the year um, when I was, my first grade year was the year my dad got the job at IU. And we've had season tickets ever since that year, which was 1981, which of course was the year that Isaiah Thomas yeah. led us all the way to the championship. So I was spoiled because I thought every... Cause I was like, what first grade, I thought we're going to win it all every year. <laughs> we only won it one more time in 1987 when I was in seventh grade, but uh, my family are still season ticket holders for IU basketball. My uh, sister inherited my dad's tickets. And um, so Indiana basketball is a big deal for me. How I got into the trailblazers was when I was uh, teaching at a high school in Portland, the uh, Blazers put in a new floor, uh, gym floor for our school, and they came and did a preseason scrimmage with um, the team that at the time had Brandon Roy and Nick Patoon and Lamarcus Aldridge were rookies oh, yeah, on the dude. team. Yeah, and they came and did a scrimmage on the floor, and I just watched Brandon Roy cook in this scrimmage, and I was like, "Hey, this is my local team. I should follow them." And then, um, you know, now I'm cursed. Uh, <laughs> to watch them fall to the Warriors all the time and and now the Lakers, but whatever. Anyways, I have hope this year. Uh, new coach and all. But uh, Wait, not, ju- not just a new a new coach, uh, a new I know, a piston. Very okay, precious okay, okay, okay. Yeah. new coach. <laughs> yeah, Billups is is the bomb, man. I'll bet you he does good with you guys. Uh, I'll, I'll bet I, you. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah, hire, a- but I mean, Ch- Ch- Lakers, Suns, Jazz, yeah. Yeah, Coach Billups wow. is the coach of the, wow. the Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 
Well, yeah, we'll get more into this season in a little bit, but I want to go around now and kind of talk about our favorite players and who are, who are the ones that we just really love to watch play and who, you know, we really love to watch cook. Cause I think that's so much of the part of, of loving basketball and watching basketball is the players that you get hooked on and, and you love to watch play. And we did a little bit of that now and we had the opinion. Well, anyways, Josh, who's your favorite player of all time? Oh, I, I, I think it's magic. I, and I, um, I watched on ESPN classics. Uh, I think it was a we- yeah Western conference final game between the Lakers and Rockets. I think it was 85. I don't remember what year. This is not that long ago that I watched this and magic literally ran like was responsible for every single play that you saw. I mean, I mean like absolutely orchestrated the entire game. And at the end, he had a, he had shot the ball eleven times. That's it, eleven times. He was like five for eleven, and I was like, I can't believe this stat that I'm reading right now. I just watched this whole game. First of all, I can't believe I watched the whole game from '85. But, but this dude owned that game without, but by sharing it, which is so magic. And I and I see some of Steph Curry in him in terms of like playing with joy versus the. Uh, playing with anger like Jordan and maybe Kobe Bryant has that as well some of that or a lot of that and magic to me like I just related right away here's a guy that like smiling when he does it yeah but but it's like it's kind of like that genius do you like the playful genius you know like Paul McCartney or do you like the tortured genius like John Lennon or do you love them both like we all do but magic was like a playful genius and so he right away struck a chord with me uh, he, him, Steph Curry. I love, I love like team players that play with that kind of like energy. Man, what what about those of us who love Ringo, man? Say it again. <laughs> those of us who love Ringo, man. Oh yeah, what about those who love yeah. Ringo? <laughs> That's like the Rodman fan. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, and I should. I forgot one part of my basketball story that I really do have to mention, and I'm sorry because this is just too cool. My grandfather was a Minneapolis Lakers season ticket holder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And my dad, who Wait. Pa- passed away at 83 just a few years ago, was at, w- would go to games with him when he was a kid, right? When he was a little kid. And my uncle Ed and my grandfather were at the game against the Fort Wayne Pistons that caused the shot clock to exist. Because the Minneapolis Lakers beat the Fort Wayne Pistons 19 to 17 because of the control ball. And right. That, because once they took the lead, they could just dribble out the rest of the time. And, right. and that, yeah. I, so wait, real fast. Does that mean that your grandfather saw Mike in play? Does that like saw George Mike in play? Yeah. I, I mean, he was a Minneapolis Lakers season holder, season ticket holder. And That's like for years. Crazy, man. That's like. Holy grail of shit right there. Yeah. Well, and this was before basketball was really like a popular sport. So there were times, according to my uncle, when he would tell me stories about it, that, you know, there were times where the gym was like a quarter full, you know, that looked like high school games today. Probably smelled like cigar smoke and. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's just crazy to think about like the hundred year history of this game too it's like one of the things that i like to think about being a person from indiana too like a lot of people don't realize that the final four and the the whole ncwa championship started as a um an indiana state championship that model of like having the brackets and having the oh. and the things and it all started at hinkle Fieldhouse, where butler university plays today you know so, oh, I didn't know that. That's sweet. Yeah, I just wanted to put out there because Indiana is so important to the history, even though it was a Canadian from <clears> Massachusetts <throat> or in Massachusetts who invented the game. A Canadian visiting into Massachusetts invented the game. But yeah, then yeah. he had a protege who took it to Indiana, and Indiana's where it blew up. So um, just putting that out there. Uh, Paul Tremblay, your favorite yeah. Um. Geez, well, I mean, I guess the obvious one's Larry Bird, as I've got a few things here. But actually, when I was a kid, you know, I mentioned, where's Larry? There he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when I first got into the team, again, like 10, 11, 12, my favorite player was Robert Parrish. So he, he still just holds a, a soft, spot in my, uh, soft spot in my heart. Um, 
but yeah, you know, those 80 Celtics teams, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite out of McHale, Bird, Parrish, Dennis Johnson, all of them. Um, I don't know. Is it, you know, so it's been a long time since I feel like I've had a favorite player. It's been more like either teams or, um, you know, I really enjoy watching, you know, the final four. I used to watch a lot more of, of college basketball. I mean, I chose the college I went to because I liked, you know, the uh, Rick Pitino took the 87 Providence college Friars at the final four. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to apply that school. They have a good basketball team. <laughs> um, yeah. So from there, I would just add about I've magic, you know, reasons. besides, besides his 1985 year, you know, as a rookie in the clinching game of the NBA finals, uh, Jabbar was hurt and he played center and scored 42 points. Um, so, I mean, the dude could play any position. You know, he had one less championship than Michael did. He had five, but he went to what? Another four or five? Yeah, he went to title. nine. Yeah, Went yeah. to nine total. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jordan never won until those guys were old and done. <laughs> like, right. you know, and there, and there was, you know, and when Jordan was sort of at his peak, that's when the league expanded too. They expanded by like four mm-hmm. or five teams. So it just totally mm-hmm. diluted the talent. Totally, I, man. I also think David Stern was dirty and that they weren't above fixing games. Um, wow, anyway, wait, that, I just, I just that don't might like, be yeah. ooh, that might bring be. in the hot takes. <laughs> uh, Holy shit. So as for like contemporary favorites, you know, I definitely, you know, like Steph. Uh, but last year, I don't know, I I really enjoyed watching both the Suns and the Bucks. I mean, it's hard Same. not to be a fan of Giannis, sort of just like the team first. And I loved yeah. after he won, he said, oh, it'd be easy to go make a super team. You know, I wanted to stay and do it here. I don't yeah. know, I think that's kind of, that's kind of badass. And as we're recording, he is feasting on the nets right now. Um, <laughs> love so, it. Yeah, they got they had a twenty point lead the last time I looked. Um, but uh, yeah, Giannis is is great and super fun to watch. And yeah, I super respect him staying home as a, guy, as a fan of a small market team. Um, <clears throat> I think that that's big and important. Now, one of the reasons why I like talking about basketball. We're gonna get Stevens' favorite basketball player. Yes, I know. Well, no, oh. that's what I was going to get to okay. is one of the reasons why I like talking to Steven so much about, about basketball is because Steven is, gets very poetic talking about certain players <laughs> and um, off, off recording. When we recorded the last podcast, we, we talked a lot about basketball. That's one of the reasons why I knew we'd bring it. And I'm thinking you're going to want to talk about Tracy McGrady, but there's got to be others. Who's your absolute favorite? Um, yeah, it's probably Tracy McGrady. I just love, I love to go on YouTube and watch clips of him playing. He was just poetry. I think, um, he had such control in his prime. He had, he could do things that I don't think many other players could ever do, but, um, and I guess to lose all the credit I have basketball wise, um, I, I, you can probably guess my favorite players because I've never watched a college basketball game. I went to one once, but I never watched it on TV because I think college basketball is a coach's game, whereas NBA ball is a player's game, you know? And, um, and so there's a lot of teamwork at the college level, but I'm like, I don't want teamwork. I want highlights. You know, I want people who are going to make bad decisions. <laughs> like, um, like J.R. Smith, every time J.R. Smith gets a ball, I'm like, yes, something's going to happen. I don't care which way the game goes. That never matters to me. I just want to see somebody jack up a ball from impossible place, you know, and I want to see their eyes and their heart waiting for that ball to go in the way they know it's going to go in you know that, that's what i love um but if i had to choose between michael and kobe i would choose kobe i think because kobe has more of that than michael did michael he would always make the tactical decision i think he i mean he would know he could do whatever he wanted but it would be a tactical decision kobe would get stars in his eyes and think this is it this is going to go down in the books you know and he would jack up something or try some you know double spin um so i like the highlights you know <laughs> Well, that's interesting because when you're playing in a game and you got somebody like there's that mixed feeling of like, fuck, I'm wide open, but holy shit, yeah. that guy's cooking. And, and uh, I just last night played with a guy who was totally cooking and I was just like, just go bud. Just, just yeah. go. And yeah. We'll, like, we'll, like Tracy McGrady in those what 13 seconds where he scored so many points, you know, man, yeah. that, that, that is some of the most amazing few seconds of ball I've ever seen, man. Yeah. yeah, Reggie Miller had a. Oh, Reggie, are, are you yeah. Dave? Are you not a Pacers fan? No, I was never a Pacers fan because when I was growing up, they stunk, um, and they were kind of like a bad organization at the time in the '80s. And my father was always my father still to this day for the exact reason that Stephen doesn't like college basketball. My dad is a a, a coach's basketball guy 
and he likes fundamentals for the same reason my father right up until the when he passed away was a devotee of going to the IU women's games he went to all the IU women's games because he liked watching fundamental basketball right? oh I know a dude like that my dad my, my dad's best friend he's passed away now but but that dude he loved the fundamentals of the women's game he would talk to me about that all the time he's like the bounce pass and the pick and roll and the you know the box out and, and he was like you want to get better at basketball you watch the women's game yeah my, my dad has said similar things to me and and one of the reasons why he always said that he liked going to the women's game well one thing he liked that there was less of a crowd and you could sit closer um but uh <laughs> but not that our season tickets were that bad i will say Another thing that I was there for was um, we were at the game where Bob Knight threw the chair across the floor. Um, oh, wow. I was, really? yeah, yeah. Um, it was against Purdue and it was, most people don't realize it was like very early in the game. Um, My dad yeah. was at the game where Ron Artest ran into the stands. Oh. And my brother. And I your watched dad, that. I your dad that. threw the popcorn yeah no my dad no my dad he's the guy who threw the drink he's the yeah, dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i watched that that man i watched that stupid documentary that tried to kind of like reframe that shit i watched yeah. like, like like hate watch that documentary recently where i see all these people on twitter they're like oh maybe the pacers didn't like they were right after all and i was like fuming i was like watching them like none of this is right no, these dudes <laughs> ran into the crowd and started punching fans. Wrong. Right, my dad right. was there. And, and not that far from uh, where it happened. And of course, my dad, like, you know, like, like shrieked and ran, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's why, just to answer your question, that's why I've never been a Pacers fan. Um, but you were mentioning Reggie Miller. I did love to watch Reggie Miller play. Yeah, dude. He almost, yeah. He almost <laughs> converted me. But I didn't even really watch NBA basketball until I moved to Portland. And that's when I realized, when I started watching the Blazers, is when I realized, like, this is much better form of basketball <laughs> than college. Even though I still love watching college yeah. and I, you know, I still root for IU and I'm really excited about our new coach um, and, and all that. But I just, NBA basketball is just, so much more pure art form because I think what you're saying, Stephen, is, is really true is that in the NBA, you just have such talent on such an incredible level that, you know, when you get used to watching that level of talent, it's kind of hard to go back and see guys that are, you know, not that much better than, than the guys I play at on Wednesday nights with, you know, <laughs> and, um, but then again, I say that, and then we had a guy show up from who played for USD, uh, University of San Diego, this Russian guy showed up and we oh. were like, you know, oh, he's back at the bench. Like, I recognize that guy, but he doesn't even play. And then the dude was dominating us and we were like, okay, yeah, um, I'll shut up now. We are not even close to these people. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, no, you're nowhere near close to <laughs> yeah, yeah. college players, like, <laughs> yeah. especially in the U.S. now. That. It's like one of the things kids don't understand when I say kids, kids in my school, because I've, you know, I've, I've helped out coaching the JV high school basketball team for a long, long time. You know, and the kids were really good on varsity. Like, we've got these kids who are amazing players, and, you know, they're lucky if they get on Division three school. Like, it's, exactly. you know, it's hard to yeah. – you know, division one school. And then even like the separation from that to, to NBA, you know, yeah. most people just don't get it. The sheer numbers involved. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, like totally. it, for the NBA, I would say briefly for me, it goes in ebbs and flows because, you know, I'm definitely more drawn to sort of like team drama. You anyway, know, I like the personal drama too, but you know, for me, the winning and losing is the draw. Like, um, so like in the NBA in the years where it's, when the years where it's like, in, uh, well, you know who's going to win. I was interested. Like, I feel like now it's a lot more interesting because it's parody. And there could be, like last year, it was the Dude, Bucks I'm and the Suns. Totally. Um, like, you know, when I think part of the reason why I have sort of a, a pathological dislike of Michael Jordan is because there was no, you know, you knew it was going to be his team. There was there was no stopping it. Just wasn't as interesting to me. Um, yeah, you know, I like seeing those... teams overcome odds or players overcome odds. That's the stuff that makes me watch. I mean, I, you yeah, know, don't I... get me wrong. I love a good highlight in the artistry, but I don't know. I like the story. I want the story of the team. Yeah. And I'm not a LeBron, I'm not a LeBron hater, but all those years when it was just LeBron versus the Warriors every year, it like, 
it, it, I love that shit. You didn't like that. I, well, it's just I li- I'm like what Paul says. I'd like to believe that other teams have a chance. And when you knew well, it, at, but at least, but at started, least with that, it was it was. I mean, when it was LeBron and the, when it was the Cavaliers and the Warriors, there was a question as to who would win. Like when it was yeah. the Bulls, it was like the Bulls were playing crap teams in the finals. It was never including your Trailblazers as much as I liked Jerome Kersey and Clyde <laughs> right. Drexler. You know, they they really had no shot of winning, um, you know, in those Bulls years. Yeah. The current NBA is one of my favorite iterations we've ever seen, where it's like, I mean, Phoenix, Utah, Denver. I mean, these these teams legitimately, I mean, the Bucs won, man. The freaking Bucs won it all. (laughs) And it's like, like, what happened? And it's team ball. Like, Like, can we please... Like thank God the ISO era is over. Oh my God! And that and that. No, Stephen Jordan, might be happy with. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, the ISO like Jordan willingly or not, whatever. Like ushered in what what became sort of that isolation era, and that was a. I still watched all that shit, and I like. I guess you don't watch James Harden era. very much then. No, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. the Nets. Yeah. I can't even talk about the Nets, man. And they're on yeah. right now. I was like watching them, and I was like fuming. I'm like, oh God. It's like my dad is says, my like, least favorite modern player. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like my dad says, he's like, I don't wish like anyone like to die or ill will, but couldn't <laughs> one of them just roll their ankles? <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst. He is absolutely the worst. And and the um I know that might appeal to Steven the way he takes over games a little bit. So you may feel differently, but I just can't stand watching James Harden. And the fact no. that he allowed himself to get puffy. So he'd get traded um, is like one of the most dastardly things. But one of my favorite things that Portland fans did, though, is we had um, what was the name of that guy? Um, Felton, the point guard, Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton, yeah. Yeah, he came to the Blazers and he did not like being there and he knew he wasn't going to get a spot because Dame had just gotten drafted. And he, he allowed himself to get out of shape in order to force a trade. Wow. And um, so when he came back and he there was like times where he would show up with boxes of voodoo donuts like (laughs) to practice. And so one of my favorite things that Trailblazer fans ever did when he went to the Knicks and then came back the first time to play instead of chanting defense every time Raymond Felton had the ball, they chanted donuts. (laughs) And it was great. I I just was so proud of the, the Trailblazer fans that they chanted donuts like every time he had the ball it was great what did what what did steve francis do he went to where was it the rockets and he wasn't happy there so he he wouldn't play is that what is that what happened uh i don't know the story with him but yeah he he was an amazing athlete steve francis i wish he would have i wish he would have got his time but he had too bad of an attitude you know he'd be franchised he was amazing. he was (laughs) yeah yeah well um all right so for, for the teams and the modern, the modern era, um, I will say um, for me, uh, yeah, I did that. I will say that LeBron championship where he came back from the 3-1 deficit was amazing. Uh, the fact that it had that crazy block to make it happen, the heroics. I have an, a nephew who grew up in, Ber- or in Oakland, and he's the most obnoxious Warriors fan on the planet. And so that 3-1 uh, come from behind victory will forever, you know, help me with him. Uh, <laughs> but with this era and what's going, you know, or, or what we have with modern basketball, um, do you have like, for starting with Josh, I know you're a Pistons fan, but do you have other teams that you're just like, that, that you're, your, your favorite teams that you try to try to catch watching them play whenever they're on? I mean, yeah, again, uh, starting really, it started last year. I I felt something shift last year where it felt like the LeBron James era was over. And it just felt like the league got younger more. And, and James is a great passer. He's a team player, but it felt like the game feels different now than it did like a few years ago to watch or even two years ago. And so for me, I mean, I like the Suns, the Jazz, the... I like the Warriors. Um, I would. I want to watch the Lakers. The Pistons have been terrible, dude, for like almost twenty <laughs> years, and we got. And so, like you know, that's a long time of like you know, as a Lions fan, also like I'm very used to like, uh, who else is out there? Like you know, what else is going on? <laughs> who 
Who else? <laughs> like, so yeah. So I mean, a lot of teams, and then a few that I can't. I can't even. I can't stomach the Nets at all. But I like the Celtics. I love Tatum. I, I mean, honestly, I just like the game right now. Mm-hmm. Paul, do you have other? I mean, you're a Celtics fan, but do you have other teams that you consider must watch? Um. Yeah, I'm usually only like until the playoffs. Uh, well, I watch other teams, and it's usually to hate watch or not hate watch, but to root against. Yeah, you know, I'm always rooting. I'm always rooting for an underdog story. So if I don't have any any sort of rooting interest in the game, you know, I'm rooting for the lower seed or the or the underdog. You know, which is kind of I don't know. Maybe that's just the old sort of New England's typical existence is to always root for the team that's probably going to lose. You know, I think in, in some way there's some enjoyment, like ah, oh, you know, they lost and I'm pissed, but there was some value and I chose the you know, I chose the right side kind of thing. Um, yeah. Although that said, like when it was the Suns and the Bucks, it was really like, Oh, I'm just interested to see what happens. Like I really wasn't rooting for one team or the other, you know, cause I was rooting for both of them to sort of make it. And then after that, it was like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How about Steven? Um, you know, I've never really like been behind a team. I guess right now the team that I always want to watch is the Grizzlies because John Morant, I just don't know oh, what he's going to yeah. do with the ball. Yeah. That guy, he just has so creative and he can just, he can just jump through the ceiling. That dude can. Dude, so good, man. Yeah. yeah he yeah. is amazing. Um, I mean, he's, he, he's not like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was the only Allen Iverson, I think, but he's doing something different in the same area, you know, and it mm-hmm. just blows me away. Um, but um, yeah, like in the play in the finals last year, I was rooting for the Suns because I like Devin Booker. I like the way he moves, you know. Um, and yep. I like how he was. He seems to be. I mean, it's it, it's like a fatherly thing to say, but he seems to be learning stuff, like how to be on the court in a way that is productive for his team, you know. And um, mm-hmm. but I like when the coach says you're scoring, and he goes out there and does something. I really appreciate yeah, he's that. Incredible. And I like Aiden mm-hmm. also, man. It's yeah. like yeah. the big the big man game is a bit rare these days. So a game like that is so exciting. It, is. Well, they, it they, sounds they, like the they, Suns pissed him off by not – they paid other players and they didn't give him a contract. So Aiden might be going elsewhere after this oh, year. Oh, wow. Like, wow. That's, that's too bad. Maybe Detroit, just saying. Detroit. <laughs> uh, for me, the player that I love watching outside of my team, outside of the Blazers, is I love Donovan Mitchell. I wish yeah. Donovan Mitchell was a trailblazer so badly. Um, as much as I love C.J. McCollum, I would trade him for Donovan Mitchell in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just, Donovan Mitchell, just, I just love watching his game. Like I, I could watch him all day. So I was kind of rooting for the jazz, even though they're like in the West a little bit along the way. And then when it came to the finals, I was rooting for the bucks. Cause I just, I really wanted to see Giannis um, get it. And um, I, 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 but I was happy with the Suns being there. I, it's just my only problem with the Suns is I am not a Chris Paul fan. The two players that I really dislike in the NBA are James Harden and Chris Paul. I cannot stand either of them on the court. Chris Paul off the court, whatever, he's fine. But on the court, he just annoys the shit out of me. He's one of the biggest floppers on the earth. And when he was a clipper, he used to flop on the Blazers so much. It just drove me insane. Him and Blake Griffin when they were together with the Clippers was just the worst flop show in the history of the league. It was terrible. And I will forever dislike them for that. You know, I think, I think James Harden, that, that beard he keeps, I think that's so that exaggerates him faking like he got hit so he can throw his head up and this whole, like this, this all moves and it makes it look dramatic to the refs, you know, and they call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I got to give it to you, Steven, for bringing out John Moran. Cause I, I wouldn't have, I, he would not have been where I'd gone, but that's, you're right. He is a really fun and exciting player to watch. Um, totally. But all right. So let's, let's, uh, uh, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because uh, for, for no other reason that um, I want you guys working all the time. Cause I love reading. <laughs> um, uh, so the NBA season, let's start in the East. Uh, Paul, you said you had opinions that you actually took notes. Oh yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's, let's hear <laughs> what you've got cooking for this nba season what are you looking forward to yeah nothing too crazy i mean well i mean the nets are always a good hate sort of watch you know we'll see how that soap opera works out you know see if Kyrie plays at all this year i'm gonna guess that he does not um although i think them picking up patty mills that's someone i would have liked on the celtics uh you know they need a point guard that can shoot and they do not have one 
He was uh, five for five starting tonight. His first yeah. five threes. So. You know, the, the Bucks get Dante DiVincenzo back uh, as a shooter. He was hurt in the finals last year. So I think, you know, that, you know, it's always hard to win two in a row. But, uh, you know, I think they're dangerous with him. The Heat actually loaded up, right, with Lowry. They took yeah, P.J. Tucker from the – huge move. Took P.J. Tucker from the Bucks, And they have one of the Morrises. I think it's Markeith. Or I can't, I can't remember which one it is. I don't know. The other hate watch team for me is the 76ers. They're so dysfunctional. Already they've suspended <laughs> Ben Simmons for a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to come – there's going to be a game where, like, Ben Simmons and uh, Embiid actually start throwing punches at each other during the game. <laughs> And my Celtics, I mean, I like the new coach hire, but, you know, I just don't know if they have enough talent. Wait, who is um, it? Ime uh, Udoka. He was a, an assistant guy. on the Nets. Um, most recently, he was an assistant on the Nets. But I think he's from – I think he started with Greg Popovich. He, he, he built a relationship prior to this year with, with um, you know, some of the Celtics because of USA Basketball. Like, that's where um, – why am I spacing on his name? Uh, Tatum, where Tatum first met him. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, um, I'm always a, I'm a Brad Stevens fan going back to him coaching at Butler because Butler's my number two college team, uh, being from Indiana. And, uh, I think Brad Stevens, uh, running the show without having to like, you know, be on the floor is going to be huge for the Celtics personally, because I think his basketball mind will actually, you know, still be very much into the development of the team, which I think, eh, is I don't know. I mean, He's never really had to pick the players. I mean, I think it's two totally different jobs. I think yeah, the team, you know the better team, than me because you're yeah. you're a Celtics well, the, fan. The but. team had totally tuned him out. Like it was, it was time for a change. Um, I you know I don't know. It was weird that they kicked him up into the front office. I was actually hmm. kind of surprised that it was. I thought it might have been just like a, a for show thing, and then like they would trade him to another team that wanted to coach, but it didn't happen. And he's actually been signing people, so we'll yeah. See how and it I goes. believe I believe your coach grew up in Portland um and or he has some kind of portland connection but but and because i know a lot of portland people were pissed we didn't get him yeah. as a coach at first um but then i think people uh kind of cooled on on our choice but yeah um josh you got any uh, big thoughts about the going into yeah the, sure the uh, in the interest of time in the interest of time i think it's the jazz is <laughs> time out west i think i love oh. mitchell i love rudy gobert i love him god i wish he was a piston um and they were close the last couple of years, a couple of key injuries. I think, God, it's not like a talking head right now. I think the Jazz do it, man. I think the Jazz make the final. I actually think they win it. And out east, I'll, God, I don't want to fucking say who I think is going to win. Yeah. So I'm not going to, and I'm going to say the Bucks Because Giannis really, really is special. And, and I go through all the teams, you know, and you're like, oh, maybe, what, is there a sleeper hit here? That kind of thing. No, Philly's dysfunctional. The Knicks aren't ready. Um, the Celtics are probably closer this year than they were last year. I think it's the Bucks again. So Bucks and Jazz and Jazz and Jazz win it. The Bucks, despite their coach. <laughs> you don't like him? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Do you have picks, Paul, for for uh, East and West? Uh, no, I'm gonna say the Bucks because I don't want to say the Nets too. I think it's gonna be Bucks Lakers. Um, although, I mean, I do think there's a chance that these Lakers are like the Lakers that you are. Uh, your Pistons beat, yeah. Your Billups Pistons beat, you know, yep. this, you know, decrepit, all these old dudes, like, you know, yep. aside from LeBron, but, you know, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook's getting up there, Rondo, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard. It's like, man, all these dudes were like, it's a 2012 all star team ago, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the Lakers are going to be toast with injuries personally, and um, I'm more afraid of the. I, I'm afraid of the Jazz being the Jazz's year because, you know, my team's in the West. Um, and obviously, um, I would like to think Dame could carry our team, and I'd like to think Phillips could change everything. I think we might get a series this year in the playoffs, but I don't think we're going to go further than that. And I think next year um, – I think the next two years, though, are going to be uh, Dame, uh, Damian Lillard on, on – um, cheat code i think he is going to get uh four 60 point games this year um i think we're going to see more uh action between him and nurkic this year it's going to be a big I love, deal yeah, i like nurkic and i think people are going to sleep on the fact that larry nance jr is going to be a huge deal for the blazers on the defensive end 
And last year, Rocco was not fully healthy. He needed surgery for his nose. And uh, I think that hurt him on shooting. So I think he's going to be better this year. But I don't have – I think the Blazers are going to start slow and then get hot. So my prediction is start slow, get hot. Uh, Steven, I know you don't really follow teams, so I don't know how you're going to – if you, um, do you have any I, for this year. If I had hopes, I would hope for the Blazers to go far because I just love to watch Dame play. It's amazing. When when he's on, he's on like nobody else. Um, when is Clay Thompson back? I'm ready for him to be back. I think he's back. I think he's playing he's tonight. Back. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, well, he's playing tonight. tonight. All right. Well, I'm going to put – I put all my money on the Warriors in on the outside <laughs> shot, man. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like your I like your picks, man. Hey, real fast, Steven. I, I know that you probably got to like scramble. I just want to yeah. say a couple of things real fast. So nuggets don't interest you. You're like you're not like as a Colorado. No, dude, you don't. Really you know, um, when when Murray was there, I really liked them. Otherwise, I think they're they're just not fun to watch. Like they do they do wonderful things, but they're not exciting to watch, man. But when Jamal Murray is there, that guy's dynamic. I like. I like oh yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. I like Jokic. He's like a fundamental like square player. And the last <laughs> I can't stand him. One He's the third one I don't like. <laughs> I just want to ask this question of Stephen because I feel like yeah. maybe you're the only one here that has this. So as a player, do you have like a low, do you have a low post game? For some reason, I yeah, no, well, I mean, um, I, when you know, I say I made the team, but I got to qualify that by saying I went to a two A and sometimes a three A school, you know. So I was a tall guy, being six three, I was tall, and so that's why I never developed an outside shot because if you're over six feet, you have to bang around under the basket, you know. And so yeah, I could. I could bang around. I was, I was always getting rebounding awards and stuff. I was a really good rebounder. I'm, I'm really a trash player. I just pick up trash and sometimes get lucky. <laughs> I never, I never had any skill, any strategy, but I could jump and I could run forever. You know, Dude, Allison is my, my girl. Allison is like, like, like infuriating to play with every loose ball, every rebound, <laughs> every crappy play, every like knocks the ball out of your hands. You're just like, no, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're going to wrap things up, but, um, uh, because, uh, we have a time limitation. However, I do want to say one of the things, last time Josh and I talked about it, I, we made a, you and I, Josh, made a date that next time you're here for Comic-Con, we're going shooting. We're going to, we're going to have a three point yes. contest. And yes. oh, um, oh, so yeah. anytime oh, yeah. you guys are uh, in San Diego, um, I got two basketball courts on each side of me here near the beach um more than welcome to come uh shoot up with me i know we'd have to get steven a new knee to play uh, a game of 21 but i'm, I'm uh, on a, i'm on a, i'm on a king today man oh man <laughs> <laughs> but, it's hard for uh, me to say now like i i wouldn't lose that three-point contest by the way <laughs> I, I would i would bet my house dude, well, dude, yeah dude, hold on hold on, hold on well, hold i was on. talking to me and david i've seen josh shoot i know josh can shoot uh, a little bit. I still think I would. I still feel confident that if we were to play like a best four out of seven, I would. I would take four out of seven. What about what about a video of a hundred straight shots? The best you can do out of three. A college, when we say three, we're talking like fucking high school, whatever the old the line. Yeah. Oh no! Like my record is twenty-seven college threes in a row. Whoa! Really? Holy shit! Yeah. That's a lot. My record. Wait, my record is seventy-two of a hundred. That's pretty good. That is very good. Yeah. It's not twenty-seven in a row though. Is like that's. You're, you're, you're talking like 85, 90. That was a long time ago as well. <laughs> well, within this year, I hit uh, 75 out of 150 going around, uh, around the rim. That's so, pretty good too. That's not as good yeah. as what we're saying, but that's pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could, yeah, hey, Tremblay sounds like he can shoot. All right, so uh, before we go, just uh, everybody um, tell them where, uh, if somebody's new, if they came because they wanted a basketball opinion, and they were like, hey, you know, I need a horror novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, listen, all three of you guys put out fucking amazing. I just want to say put out amazing books in 2020. Um, Thank you. Uh, seriously, really great books, um, all three. And uh, okay. so it's just really fucking fun for me to talk basketball with you guys. But Josh, <laughs> tell them where people can find your work. I mean, you know, wherever books are sold. And then I'm, I'm, I'm the only Josh Mallerman I, I know of in the world. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my name everywhere. Josh Mallerman with one L, not two. Don't make the same mistake that, like, my teachers have made. And cheers to this amazing session, by the way. I know. If, uh, um, now that it's almost over, we can laugh about the fact that people are going to be really, really mad that we didn't 
do uh, oh, no. your yeah, favorite yeah. slasher films. But, you know, maybe we'll do that another time. Uh, Paul Tremblay, uh, where can people find your work? Yeah, similar to Josh. You can find my books where they are sold. Uh, although, unsimilar to Josh, there are actually quite a few other Paul Tremblays out there, including there's a French-Canadian Paul Tremblay who's a CrossFit champion. Uh, I, I once there was once a, a tweet like a picture of him like ripped doing something it said Paul Tremblay ass man because he he won like the, the squatting championship and I once got a Facebook invite to Iceland for like a strongman competition it was like <laughs> hey yeah we'll fly you over it'd be awesome lift things up know? put them down and I was like man I should totally no I did I said sorry I think you're talking to the wrong guy like that would have been hard to pull off if I showed up hey <laughs> Anyway, right. buy my and, books. Don't buy my CrossFit tapes. <laughs> and uh, the author of Don't Fear the Reaper just announced today, oh. um, Stephen Graham Jones. Tell them where you can find your work. Yeah, like everywhere that books are sold, like alongside these two dudes, probably. Um, let me think. I guess I'm between them and the alphabet. No, I'm, I'm first in the alphabet. I can't do the yeah. alphabet very well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> But there is another Stephen Jones. Sometimes people bring me his anthologies to sign in horror conventions, and I haven't signed any of them yet. But I should just start doing it, you know. I guess. <laughs> That's true. And um, mm-hmm. I will say that if people are pissed off that we only talked about basketball, all three of these men have been on my podcast before and talked about their wonderful horror stuff. So you can go back and find those episodes. Stop your whining. Basketball's fun. Get into the sport. It's it's really cool. And if you don't like watching, at least go out and try shooting because it, it it it's really great exercise. <laughs> I, I'm making that video. I'm shooting a hundred, and then you you guys gotta you, you gotta do it or top whatever I do. I'm gonna make it though. I'm making that video. I'm gonna shoot one. No editing. No no deep fakes. <laughs> no. Ooh, one phone camera. I'm shooting a hundred, and then you guys do what you want with it. hundred from where? Are you gonna do a mic and drill? A hundred layups I'm left gonna, right yes, left I'm right gonna, <laughs> back. i'm gonna do 100 threes 100 threes mm-hmm. all right well we we might have a challenge laid down we might have to see how that turns out uh everybody thanks for joining me tonight and enjoy the nba season um and maybe someday we'll get back together and actually talk about horror but uh i had a really great time tonight thanks all right thanks Bye.